Welcome to Episode 8 of the Center for Spiritual Renewal podcast. Today we feature another wonderful teaching episode, featuring the Reverend Amanda Rustin this time. Reverend Amanda is an artist and professed Benedictine, ordained in the Anglican Church of Canada. Amanda believes prayer is the opus dei, the work of God, and that our participation in it is both life and world-changing. Amanda's passion for beauty and liturgy, as well as her identity as an artist and religious, all deeply inform her approach to prayer and her commitment to worshiping the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Good afternoon, or evening, or morning, depending on where you're located. This is the Reverend Amanda Rustin, and today I'm here to talk to you about praying the Psalms. There are as many ways to pray the Psalms as there are people who pray them, but since I'm a Benedictine and an Anglican, that is what you'll get from me because that is what I know. I will be referring to the office throughout. You may be wondering what this is. Although it may be confusing at first, I'm not referring to an office as in a secular workplace, but rather it's an abbreviation for the divine office the term used for times of prayer, and it can be understood as either the four Anglican offices or the traditional eight monastic ones, otherwise known as the Liturgy of the Hours. I will talk more about this in a moment. I will also be referring to the rule, meaning the rule of life of St. Benedict, which is a guideline set out for the ordering of monastic communities and is still followed, studied, and professed by modern Benedictines today like myself, even though it has been adapted in a variety of ways to account for the drastically different world we live in today and the variety of expressions of monasticism present in our modern times. I may also mention names here and there of Benedictines and other spiritual leaders who have provided commentary on the rule or teachings on the Psalms. Now that that little intro is out of the way, I'd like to talk a little bit about the history. Of course, the Psalms are located in the Hebrew scriptures, and praying the Psalms began with the Jewish tradition. For those of us who are Christian, we recall that Jesus himself was Jewish, and the Psalms were his prayer book. The Christian practice in monastic communities beginning in about the 3rd century CE was to recite the entire Psalter continually, in Latin, recitatio continua, sometimes truly continuous, where monks would take turns or shifts, praying the entire Psalter 24-7. The rule of St. Benedict was written in the year 516 CE for Cenobitic monastic communities, that is, folks living together in one common life. Somewhat unique to other monastic communities of the time, the Benedictines' lives centered around ora et labora, prayer and work, And while a large part of that prayer was still structured around the Psalms, Benedictines were also expected to work, so they could not simply pray in the oratory 24-7. The offices were structured in such a way that the majority of them could be memorized, partly so the Benedictines could pray whilst working if needed, and partly because many monastics were illiterate at that time. Chant was also utilized not only for its beauty, but also for its practicality. Psalms were easier to memorize if sung rather than said. Although St. Benedict lays out in his rule the order of psalms and when they should be prayed, 
Even that is less important than the centrality of and devotion to prayer itself in the life of the monastic, which is still relevant to us today over 15 centuries later. As Sister Joan Chittister says, prayer is hard and taxing and demanding work. It breaks us open to the designs of God for life. It brings great insights and it demands great responses. It is based on the Psalms, the very prayers that formed Jesus himself. And yet, knowing this unceasing prayer is taxing work, Benedict reminds us to incline the ear of our heart so that we pray rather than say the office. It is meant to engage us completely. Prayer is the opus dei, the work of God. From the monastic tradition came the breviary, also called Liturgy of the Hours or Divine Office, which is still in use today, and retains the eight offices of prayer, completing a cycle of recitation of the Psalms in one week, if one prays every office. In the Anglican tradition, the official offices are recognized as morning and evening prayer, as well as the little hours of midday prayer and Compline. Anglicans follow the revised common lectionary on Sundays, like most mainline Christian traditions, but we also have a separate lectionary used just for morning and evening prayer. If both the major offices are prayed every day, you would be praying the entire Psalter once monthly. If you have been to an Anglican service, you may have noticed that in all Anglican liturgies, whether the Eucharist or a service of the Word, that the Psalms play a large role. This is because Anglicanism is heavenly influenced by Benedictine spirituality. Not only do we recite the Psalms as part of the lectionary readings for the day, but they are embedded within the portions of our liturgy as well. The Invitatory, the Introit Psalms, and the Hymns, just to name a few examples. The Divine Office is a beautiful, rhythmic practice that over time seeps into your soul and a wonderful thing happens. Bits of it will come unbidden to you throughout your day as you are doing other things. Repetition and tradition, rhythm and rememberings, knowing you are praying in the same form and more or less the same words that a multitude of saints before you have prayed is a powerful thing indeed. For those who have discovered the sacred beauty of the office, this wonder is not to be sacrificed for variety and trend. The office also helps us to order time and reminds us what to put at the center of our lives. Not ourselves, not work, not busyness, but God. The Psalms themselves can be and have been categorized in a variety of ways. The most obvious way is sequentially as they appear in the Bible, divided into five sections, one for each book of the Torah, and related to actual events in the lives of the Israelites. Scholars and liturgists have also attempted to categorize the Psalms by theme, but there are Psalms which do not fit neatly into one category or another, and there are other ones which fit more than one category. One thing is for sure, the the Psalms encompass the full range of human emotions. St. Athanasius said, the Psalms are like a garden containing all kinds of fruit. So now that we know a little bit of the history, I'd like to share some tips on praying the Psalms, either as part of the daily office or on their own. First, pray them unhurriedly. 
take your time. Let yourself sink into them. Really experience each word and notice how you react to them. Second, if your translation shows a backslash or an asterisk in the middle of each verse, allow a pause at that point. This is sometimes called a bishop's pause, and it lasts about three seconds or three breaths. Third, if you are praying with others, although this is less possible on the Zoom platform, try moderating your tone, speed, and volume to more closely match your neighbors. And fourth, chant them as often as possible. As the saying goes, whoever sings prays twice. Plain chant settings can be easily found online. YouTube is a great resource to hear them if you don't read music. Or if you do, there are dedicated plain chant psalters for both the Anglican Church of Canada and the Episcopal Church of the United States. Or you can simply monotone them. Inspired by Anglican priest and religious John Francis' friendship, and to which I've added my own thoughts and reflections, here are three categories of ways to pray the Psalms. First, pure recitation. Sometimes we don't feel like praying, and when we pray the Psalms, the words are there when we have no words of our own. In this way, we can join in the stream with all the others who have prayed them before and are praying them right now. Second, intercession, or praying for others. Even if the Psalms are not what you are feeling, imagine who might need to be praying them right now and enter into the emotions of the the Psalms and in union with those who are experiencing what the Psalm is describing. This can be particularly helpful in praying the more difficult Psalms that some translations leave out. St. Benedict believed in leaving them all in, as do I. We may count ourselves fortunate in not feeling the kind of oppression that inspired the difficult psalms, but there are undoubtedly many of God's beloved who still suffer horribly to this day. And perhaps we can enter into mindfulness for them by praying on behalf of them. In doing so, we are made aware of the interconnectivity of the whole communion of saints. Some have suggested we may even enter into Jesus' own prayers to the Father in this way as Jesus himself prayed the Psalms. And finally, pray with and beneath the words, truly feeling the emotion of the Psalms, allowing them to resonate with our own emotions, our own being. Allow our emotions to rise up like an offering to God, uninhibited, whether it is joy or anger, frustration or even rage, sorrow and despair, praise and wonder. Know that there is nothing too big or too small, no emotion or human experience too ugly or too insignificant for God. God can handle it all. When you pray the Psalms, in the Anglican tradition, each Psalm or group of Psalms typically ends with the doxology, otherwise known as the Gloria Patri, acknowledging the Trinity and centering our focus back on God and reminding us that we are praying, not mindlessly reciting. Prayers of the heart can be thought of as sacrificial offerings to God. Psalm 141 verse 2 says, Let my prayer be counted as incense before you, and the lifting up of my hands as an evening sacrifice. So now we've talked a lot about theory. 
and I'd like to move on to practice. So here's a little few tips of actual practice on your own, and in a moment we'll actually pray together. So on your own or in a small group, you may want to start by picking your favorite psalm or even one from the lectionary. You can use your Bible, a Psalter, or a prayer book if you have one handy. If you're interested in finding out which psalms are prescribed for today, you can go to lectionary.anglican.ca and you'll see which psalms are prescribed for both morning and evening prayer. Once you've picked a psalm, pray it slowly and mindfully, noticing the emotions that are expressed as well as the ones that come up for you. In a moment, we will be practicing praying together Psalm 139, and I will be using the version found in the Book of Alternative Services, which if you're interested in following along, you can find in PDF form online at anglican.ca. First, navigate to About Us, and then to Liturgical Texts Online, and then about halfway down the page, Book of Alternative Services. As I read the psalm, you can either listen or you can recite with me, and keep in mind these few things. You'll notice that I will be practicing pausing at the line break. Also, you may want to practice allowing yourself to enter into the emotion of the psalm. You may also want to imagine the psalmist and who they might have been, what might have inspired their words, who else might be praying that same psalm across the globe right now? You may even imagine Jesus praying the psalm and your prayer joining his across time and space into one. Imagine your prayer rising up like the tendril of smoke from incense to be breathed in as a fragrant offering to God. And with that, we'll pray together Psalm 139. Lord, you have searched me out and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You trace my journeys and my resting places and are acquainted with all my ways. Indeed, there is not a word on my lips. But you, O oh Lord, know it altogether. You press upon me behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain to it. Where can I go then from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I climb up to heaven, you are there. If I make the grave my bed, you are there also. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will cover me and the light around me turn to night, Darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light to you are both alike. 
for you yourself created my inmost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will thank you because I am marvelously made. Your works are wonderful and I know it well. My body was not hidden from you. While I was being made in secret and woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes beheld my limbs yet unfinished in the womb. All of them were written in your book. They were fashioned day by day when as yet there was none of them. How deep I find your thoughts, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I were to count them, they would be more in number than the sand. To count them all, my lifespan would need to be like yours. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. You that thirst for blood, depart from me. They speak despitefully against you. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those, O Lord, who hate you? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with a perfect hatred. They have become my own enemies. Search me out, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my restless thoughts. Look well whether there be any wickedness in me. And lead me in the way that is everlasting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I thank you for joining me on this journey together, praying the Psalms. And I'll close with just a couple of words from Sister Joan saying, let your worship and your prayer be a fresh miracle every day to you. And I too, with Sister Joan, pray that in your prayer life, you will find new inspiration, a new closeness with God, and a renewed sense of wonder at the beauty of the Psalms and the gift of prayer. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us. May the Lord grant us his favor and keep us in everlasting life. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, Praying the Psalms, the Hours, the Offices, with Reverend Amanda Rustin. Whether this is a practice you've been familiar with for some time or is brand new to you, I know there was a lot of great learning in what Reverend Amanda had to offer today. How inspiring that when we pray the Psalms, especially at these different intervals of the day, that we are joining with the Universal Church, all lifting up our one voice to God. I imagine that one voice lifted up almost like a fragrant offering going before God's throne. Isn't that a beautiful image? As you pray the Psalms, may you be blessed. May you be inspired. May God work in you and through you. Take good care. Be well. Remember to love God and love one another. Until we meet again. Bye-bye.